MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. No bias. You will respect my authority. No pulled punches. Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man, as a husband. <laughs> no agenda. There is no fear in this dojo. This is no hyperbole. This is the best part of the week. Here's the maestro, Mike Baum. All right, here we go. Number five. Aura going, going, gone. This year's edition of the Civil War was played in Corvallis on Saturday afternoon with number nine Oregon needing a victory to ensure its place in the Pac-12 championship game against USC. The Ducks led 34-17 early in the fourth quarter and then proceeded to give the Beavers three consecutive short fields. Oregon State, who did not attempt to pass in the final 22 minutes of the game, ends up victorious 38-34. First, the Ducks gave up a 48-yard kickoff return with a 15-yard face mask penalty tacked on giving the Beavers the ball at the Ducks' 36, 34-24. Then, after a three-and-out, Oregon punter Alex Bales dropped the snap and fell on the ball on his own two-yard line, 34-31. Then, with 10 minutes left in the game, Oregon faced fourth and one from its own 29. The Ducks already 0-for-3 on fourth downs up to this point, and that didn't deter first-year head coach Dan Lanning. Bo Nix kept it himself and lost a yard. The Beavers took over at the Ducks' 28. Isaiah Newell ran it in from six yards out to give Oregon State the 38-34 lead. Oregon then drove to the Beavers' two-yard line, but couldn't punch it in. The Beavers then ran the ball three consecutive times to gain a first down and run out the clock. Oregon State completed only six passes in the game, had three turnovers to the Ducks' none, was outgained by 142 yards, and outpossessed by 10 minutes, and yet won this game. How? The Ducks were 0 for 5 
on fourth down. <sighs> Maybe there is a lesson in that stat line somewhere. Number four, pick a lane, any lane. The Giants-Cowboys game on Thanksgiving was the most watched NFL regular season game in history. To the 42 million people that watched it, I offer my sincerest apologies. Boy, was that brutal. And for the record, Mike McCarthy going on fourth and two from his own 40 on the Cowboys' very first possession (laughs) barely missed this week's list. As nearly every play in the second half resulted in an injury in a commercial timeout, I found myself focused on the Egg Bowl, which kicked off at 4 p.m. Pacific time from a rain-drenched Oxford, Mississippi. An added level of drama here was that it quite possibly could have been both Lane Kiffin's last game at Old Miss and Mike Leach's last game at Mississippi State. Let's cut to the chase. State led 24-16 and had first and goal on the Rebel 1 with five minutes to go. That's when Bulldogs quarterback Will Rogers fumbled and Old Miss got the ball back on their own one. Rebel quarterback Jackson Dart led his charges 99 yards on 15 plays. When he hit Dayton Wade with a 23-yard touchdown pass with 125 remaining, the score was Mississippi State 24, Mississippi 22. The two-point attempt to tie the game was critical. Should it fail, however, Old Miss had all three timeouts remaining and could possibly force a punt and get the ball back. As the Rebels lined up for the attempt, head coach Lane Kiffin called a timeout. Costly. If they they failed to convert, State could run the clock under 40 seconds. All right, we come out of the timeout and the Rebels line up again. And Lane Kiffin calls timeout again. Perhaps that's the moment that Auburn decided they didn't want him. (laughs) The attempt failed. The Bulldogs took three knees. And Kiffin signed a six-year extension for reported $54 million. It just means more. Number three. The Peterman catalog. The Bears-Jets game was already the most heavily bet on the Sunday slate going into Sunday morning. The Jets were a a four-and-a-half-point favorite during the week. Then Robert Salah announced he was starting Mike White instead of Zach Wilson, and the line didn't budge. But when Justin Fields' health made his appearance unlikely, the line moved to six or even six-and-a-half. Trevor Simeon was expected to start in place of Fields. Then Sunday morning came down. 47 minutes before kickoff, the Bears tweeted that Nathan Peterman, not Simeon, would be the starting quarterback. Peterman's name, outside of the Seinfeld character, is famously linked to the 2017 game when he threw five interceptions as a Buffalo Bill against the San Diego Chargers. Betters rushed to the windows and to their phones to pound the Jets. The line quickly moved past seven to seven and a half. And then Trevor Simeon started for the Bears. Betters were outraged. They had been deceived. What happened? How could the Bears PR staff have gotten it this wrong? Just yesterday, Bears wide receiver Equiminius St. Brown talked about the situation. St. Brown said they were in the locker room before the game, and someone saw on their phone the tweet about Peterman. Quote, we were all like, what? We went to Trev and said, you ain't playing? (laughs) Trev said, nah, I'm playing. He was playing the whole time, St. Brown said. This is a huge problem. Yes. The growth in popularity, in TV ratings, in merchandise sales, all goes hand in hand with the interest created from gambling. The leagues have partnerships and sponsorships from various books. The information provided by teams and leagues needs to be accurate. The Jets covered 31-10, but that's hardly the point. The veracity of injury reports and lineup information is essential to the integrity of the game. This is the third time just this year that we didn't know who was the starting quarterback before the first snap. The first time was Justin Herbert against Jacksonville, and then just two weeks ago, Josh Allen against the Vikings. The NFL needs to investigate this 
and should most likely find the Bears. Number two, eight minutes to sunrise. Let's go to Seattle where Bozo the Carroll's campaign for coach of the year has gone off the tracks. The Seahawks and Raiders were tied at 34 with a minute remaining in regulation. Geno Smith hit DK Metcalf with a 12-yard pass to give the Seahawks a first down near midfield. The booth signaled down to review the catch. Pembroke State's Brad Allen, a memorable no-hyperbole subject in the halcyon days of our youth, went to the monitor to take a look. And we waited. And we waited. And CBS went to commercial. And they came back. And we waited some more. After nearly eight minutes since the pass was thrown, Brad Allen decided that Metcalf did not maintain control to the ground and ruled the pass incomplete. Seattle punted, the game went to overtime, and on the third possession of OT, Josh Jacobs ended the game with an 86-yard touchdown run. Eight minutes. If it takes eight minutes, you must stick with the call on the field. Now, should it have taken eight minutes to decide? You could argue the decision could have been made in 60 seconds. Let's look at the history of replay in the NFL. It started in 1986 in the booth with a replay official reviewing the calls. Ten years later, they moved the video down to the sidelines and had the referees take a look at the tape. There was an important rule at that time. Back then, when Dick Hantak or Bernie Kukar or Bob McElwee went under the hood, the video stopped after 90 seconds. It went black because if you couldn't make a decision in 90 seconds, then you have to stick with the call on the field. I liked the rule back then, and I love it even more now. NFL, bring it back, the 90-second blackout. And number one, when time isn't of the essence. Sometimes Mondays can screw up Saturdays, when you have a lot of work to get done and you have to give up your weekend. But two days ago, we saw a Saturday screw up a Monday. Monday night football, (laughs) to be exact. The Colts trailed the Steelers (laughs) 24-17, And they had a first down in the Pittsburgh 33 with a minute 55 to go with all three timeouts. In the balance was the Colts' slim playoff hopes and the coveted Thanksgiving belt. My entry with Danny Burke had selected, will the game go to overtime? Yes, at 12 to 1. Could we snatch the title from the hardest working man in show business, Matt Humans? Matt Ryan was sacked on first down, bringing up second and 17 from the 40. Clock running. On second down, Ryan was flushed from the pocket and the Brachiosaurus scrambled 14 yards to the Steelers' 26, bringing up third and three. Ryan was obviously gassed, and the clock was still running under 40 seconds, but no timeout. Instead, the Colts lined up and gave the ball to Jonathan Taylor, who gained zero yards, bringing up fourth and three. Finally, Jeff Saturday called his first timeout with 30 seconds left. Fourth down, Ryan's pass to Paris Campbell fell incomplete, and the McRib King claimed the crown. Saturday was appropriately questioned about not using his timeouts during that final sequence. I didn't feel like time was really of the essence at the moment. I thought we had a good play. Um, I thought we would get to Yeah, and I felt like we would get to it. You know, we, um, you know, obviously we don't do great on the backside, so it, it, it's, it's worse than it, you know. But I felt good about the call before. felt like we had time. We would have timeouts afterwards. We were in striking distance. So, yeah, I, I never felt like the pressure of needing the timeout. Thought, like I said, I thought the call was good, and, the, you know, we had – Again, we were in that mode pretty much the whole second half, so it was pretty consistent with what we were doing. So, again, it wasn't like a change for us. Um, We just didn't execute it. I think Troy Aikman said it best on the telecast. Jeff Saturday needs somebody advising him when to use his timeouts. Maybe they were. He admits to nothing. And congrats to Matty Humans on his championship. And by the way, you know why that game was going to go to overtime? I can say this because I can't prove it. Oh, absolutely. There's no chance Jeff Saturday was going for two. No. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.